it's not always super aligned. I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit ahead and I got to be patient and wait for him to catch up or, or he sees things um, a lot differently than I do and I'm not seeing his world yet, right? And so it's sort of like finding each other. But um, I had this really good conversation with a friend recently and and uh, I did complain. I'm like, we don't, we're, we're not always aligned and it doesn't, or what does this alignment even freaking look like? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Let's Not Sugarcoat It podcast. A podcast about the real, raw and unfiltered side of motherhood. We're your hosts, Alex and Bella. Let's get into it, ladies. Let's get into it, ladies. Welcome, welcome. Today we have my beautiful friend, long-term friend, Karina Lopuzak in studio, and I'm so excited. Uh, she is a registered nurse of 16 years, started in frontline bedside nursing, and moved into le- leadership roles for the last eight years. Her heart-centered approach to leadership supports healthcare workers to take care of themselves first. Recently, she found herself in a leadership role at work where she is in a position to influence, to bring joy back to work, like we all need that. Uh, chairing diversity and inclusion committee uh, and co-chairing the indigenous committee to take pride in building relationships. Married for almost 18 years and together for 25, we have high school sweetheart in the house. (laughs) (laughs) And she has two beautiful, loving children, ages 10 and 12, who are amazing. They've been friends with my children since the day they were born. Pretty much. Uh, Yeah. Three of them are getting married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are going to totally <laughs> Do you know something I don't? <laughs> and Emmerich, I'm telling you. We'll be family one day. <laughs> um, we already are, but... So three years ago, um, she went through an emotional trauma that led to finding herself again. That experience led her to get her coaching certification, uh, focusing on self-love, exploring somatic practices, and coming home to herself. Oh, oh welcome, welcome. Welcome. Thank I'm you so for excited. having me. <laughs> We're going to put the phones on mute <laughs> because I feel like there's going to be energy coming in and calling us and calling us <laughs> with questions. Okay. <laughs> I could use I could use some spiritual guidance right now. <laughs> well, let the phone guide us know. So tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your relationship. You started as high school s- sweethearts. We don't usually hear the stories, right? Yeah. Where um, you start off so young at sixteen, yeah. and, and you now said you're, that it's incredibly you grow up to be together. Really, yeah, yeah. And how do you? how do you stay true to yourself when you've been together for so long, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you meld and and then you don't know yourself separate from, from that marriage or that relationship. Yeah. Codependency is definitely a thing. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like a meshman almost. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, the biggest thing that came to light is like, who are we as individuals? And as, especially as the kids are small, you know, both eyes are on the children and then they get bigger and then you have that space and you're like, who are we? And just wait till they move out. Like I'm not looking forward to that day yet. I'm looking forward to that day where they just no longer need us in that capacity. And like, what do we do? Who are we? And how do we be together? And, you know, and so I think we're starting to like dabble in that quite a bit and really exploring our individual selves um, while working on our relationship. So 
It's been interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's a, it's like a, you know, wild love and then life sets in yeah. and you do lose yourself a little bit yeah. in that whole realm. Yeah, sure. And I know I had a, like a spiritual awakening during COVID, right? Everything started shutting down and my wings were clipped and I panicked because I'm, you know, we flew a lot. Mm-hmm. I needed to get out, out of the city, out of the hometown a lot to even feel like I'm surviving. Mm-hmm. I was in survival mode. And then they clipped my wings and I was, I felt stuck. And that's when Facebook was listening to my conversations <laughs> and all the yoga teacher trainings start mm-hmm. popping up, popping up, popping up. And I just, two days before the course started, I just clicked and I'm like, yes, I'm choosing myself because I feel like there's this calling. So I, oh, see, mm-hmm. it's calling. <laughs> <laughs> it's my get my boat. Somebody wants the boat. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, it's... Uh, uh, and then because it was online training, it was the first online training. I got to connect with people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel so caged because, you know, my wings. We know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't cage this bird. <laughs> this bird Don't might tell fly. Them what to do. Yeah. yeah. I think I can relate to that story, but it comes down to that one moment where you decide to choose yourself and you're like, I need to do something here. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely my story where kind of didn't see that happening, didn't see that coming at all. And here we are and I have a choice. And um, when this emotional trauma and our relationship happened, it was, it actually like my world crumbled, but I was so then um, really just in tuned with my own wants and desires. And so I just had that electrical like feeling like, oh my gosh, that's what I need to do. Like, I'm I'm already doing it at work, coaching people through, um, for performance in a unionized environment. Maybe not exactly the way I'd love to coach people, but I've always had that supportive role. And when I um, actually a neighbor down the street, like, oh, I'm working on my coaching thing, and I just had this full body like electrical shock mm-hmm. of like, this is what I need to do. Um, and choosing yourself first, and then of course you build those relationships, you build your community. Now, because you're in a different place, you are expanding in that way, right? So that felt really, really good. And um, yeah, yeah. So was there like so, a uh, like pivotal moment in your relationship? Like what kind of led you to like just be like, enough is enough. I need to mm, like, tune in. Tune of. in. I like yeah. Well, if you can imagine in relationship, um, emotional trauma could come from many different ways. And so this was, this happened actually during COVID, but it was something that was been building. And so this, this conversation will take us back probably to this 18 year, uh, 25 year relationship, um, where, you start so young and you're so immature in relationship yet you think you've got it and everything's under control and you hurt yourself, you hurt each other along the way. Right. So some things build and build and, and, um, but you think you're handling it and everything's kind of going the way you think it needs to happen is better than when I grew up. Like my marriage was better than what my mom and dad had. Mm -hmm. So therefore it had to be just, that was it. Like I'm going to be happy with this and I didn't ask for much more. And, um, took care of myself and if I needed something I just went and kind of got it but there was like again that codependency a little bit so after years of built up stuff 
there came a moment where um, everything was just unveiled mm-hmm. like tenfold. So I definitely had that dark night of the soul moment mm-hmm. um, with my husband. And yeah, I haven't talked about this. That's so really mm-hmm. hard. But that moment came and at that moment, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You have a choice to love yourself or choose love for everything, right? So we decided to stay in relationship and really, I mean, for many reasons now looking back, it was uh, quite the traumatic moment and stuff, but so I did everything I needed to survive myself, mm-hmm. um, but really deep down inside on a very spiritual level, knowing that we can transcend this, we can get through this and just choosing love over everything, even in the hardest moments. And we, we're still going through the hardest moments, like, but continuously choosing love has proven for us to stay strong, right? So the foundation's there, but um, it's questionable. I mean, Today, I could say like every day I make that choice to stay with that person, right? And and I think that's where the empowerment comes is it's my choice. Mm-hmm. Right. And not everybody would understand my choice to do that, but it's my choice, right? Mm-hmm. And it'll continue to be my choice until it's no longer my choice if that's where it goes, right? So I think that's where I started like putting back the pieces of self-love. I mean... Remember back in the day, you're 16, 18, whatever. And you're like, oh, I don't like this about myself or whatever. But somehow you're kind of like able to like talk yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When my trauma happened, I like literally broke myself down. And I think my pivotal moment of realizing like, shit, I don't love myself was mm-hmm. I did a, a boudoir shoot just because I, I felt good, but I wanted to feel better. You know, when I did this shoot, I remember looking at all the pictures and thinking like, damn, I hate myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. The pictures were great. <laughs> um, they were great. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I couldn't believe how much I destroyed myself, right? Mm-hmm. Just looking at them and criticizing myself mm-hmm. and just thought like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. Here I am such a like a loving person and pouring love to everybody around me, but myself, not cool. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not cool. And so that's when I started putting the pieces back together. And like when I had that full body kind of, I called it like igniting feeling. I was like, yeah, coaching for sure. This is what I'm doing. Um, You know, uh, building my tribe, Mm -hmm. people around me and support me and love me. And before I just, it did, I had meeting, but it didn't have this much meaning. Right. And it was for the different reasons that I needed my tribe. And um, so it's been three years of, of just, finding myself through various methods. Um, tapping was like crazy, wonderful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, had like a lot of inner child experiences through tapping um, and talking to myself as a little girl and really just putting some of those pieces back together that way. And I still continue to tap here and there when I feel um, a little dysregulated. Mm-hmm. Um, I read this interesting book. It says, um, how do you, Oh, shoot. I'm totally losing the title. Love love yourself like your life depends on it. And I remember like that mantra of basically I love and respect myself. I had to tell myself every day for mm-hmm. six months straight wow. um, to really reprogram 
um, myself and, and I still do that in the tough moments. I'm just like, even though this sucks or I don't feel good about this or, you know, this is really hard. Um, I love and respect myself and just Mm -hmm. choose myself first all the time. So a lot of this is, you know, what we put into our brain. A hundred percent. Yeah, it makes sense. I do do tapping as well. We were introduced, Lee and I, years ago. I think the kids were babies still. And we were going through our, you know, what did I say? Ebb and flows. Yeah, you did say that. In our relationship because distance Mm -hmm. does not make the uh, the heart grow fonder. Short distance, sure, but not long term. Um, so we've always had to, you know, like rein it in and choose a different way because mm-hmm. the way we were together was not working. Um, so we were introduced to tapping and I thought it was so taboo uh, before because we're young. You're like, oh, what is this? You know, you're tapping your hands, you're tapping your... It, it feels silly. Feels, <laughs> I, however, it works for sure. It does work because I actually tuned into the tapping uh, about a month ago, because Lee and I, again, we were in that low where we need to rein it back in and choose family and each mm-hmm. other versus careers and everything else that we have going on. And I do also do the, you know, we did a boudoir shoot together. So mm-hmm. actually cutting is like, you don't need to pay all that money. We'll just open some bubbles and do it together. She, she, she told me like how to bend all this stuff. And I also... Um, you know, looked at the photos and mm-hmm. I was like, you look at the teeniest, tiniest things that nobody would notice, no. but yourself and you tear yourself down. Yeah. But the tapping, so I, uh, even Lee says, you know, like, I just wish you didn't talk to yourself the way, because sometimes he hears me mumbling to myself in the mirror, you know, you're freaking ugly, you're so stupid. Like all this stuff, it's like, oh my God, you're so fat. Like, what are you doing? Right? Like, you just, like, that's the conversations mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. been having. Um, but I started tapping and then reprogramming. No, like you're beautiful, you're amazing, you're strong. And just, it does override now mm-hmm. the negative thoughts. And I don't self-sabotage myself mm-hmm. as often. You know, mm-hmm. it's been yeah. only a month yeah. <laughs> and it's sure. I'm still a work in progress, but... Yeah, it's creating new neural pathways. I yeah. think is what it is, right? It's it's the reprogramming, and you can see it in our children right now, mm-hmm. as they're growing and their bodies are changing. Like mm-hmm. especially for my little girl, and I'm sure your girls are yeah. going through the same thing. They're just they're you know, oh my legs, my thighs are so big, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, they're the biggest muscle you have. Of course they are, and this is what they're. But you know, already like oh this this and that, and going through puberty changes about that, and yeah. you know, so it's like how do you that's where I like to focus too is how do you help them Mm -hmm. uh, see that you know and um, oh gosh I remember doing some inner child work too and I remember grade six I had I got breasts early (laughs) and it was the center of attention and I just remember like even not not feeling good then just not knowing what to do with it right Mm -hmm. and I kind of had to bring myself back to that and, and tell myself I am not just that girl who's blossoming. I'm smart and funny too. Like I forgot to see myself as a whole person, mm-hmm. even in those moments. So even now uh, talking to Natalia, I do say that like, you are beautiful, but you're also this and this and this and mm-hmm. this, like all these things. You're always like more than picture. just the yeah. whole picture because yeah. I mean, we're people, we see each other and it's an automatic bias or judgment that comes mm-hmm. out, right? And um, so learning how to check yourself, of course, is huge. huge. Yeah. I think that's powerful too that you went through all this 
And then now you're, it's almost like you can put that in your daughter, like help mm-hmm. instill that so much earlier than, you know, having her have to go through that at yeah. 40 or whatever, just instilling that piece of self-love totally. into her being, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, a part, it's really helping me integrate my own. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hypocrite. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I'm mostly doing it for myself, um, which obviously my children will benefit from it and, and hopefully they can bring that to the world too, right? Mm-hmm. So. so what did, when you were going through the, you know, three-year process and you're still going through, but mm-hmm. did you have someone guiding you through it? Did you choose the things you were going to take on through the coaching programs you were doing or? Um, did I have someone guiding? I had angels, I would say here and there that really helped me along. It wasn't one particular thing, but one thing, I think just being so in tune with something like that happens, big life changes, you just become so aware and in tuned with what speaks to you. And um, I did, I had a girl at work who was like, Karina, you need your tribe of people like now. Like I knew she couldn't always be the one, but she was a stranger. She started at work and then actually left within like a, a year. And I was like, oh, she came and went, but literally an angel. And um, and just, yeah, choosing those things that I, I did all along and coming across like a really good um, tapping lady that lives in Bali. And she has quite the journey too that just inspired me and some of the books and of course, psychological help and... Um, and more recently I too, I'd say divine calling to this one, uh, friend that's in my life right now for the last year or two, that's helped me just stay grounded and, and help me explore myself further. So, I mean, gosh, there's still so much to do and work. Like right now I'm, I'm also working on a yoga certificate because I, I just, I, the idea of embodiment and coming back to yourself is just so powerful because our life is, I think, only getting more challenging. Mm-hmm. Parents getting old, kids getting uh, older, mm-hmm. um, putting themselves in stressful situations. Our own relationships are being, you know, mm-hmm. um, strained because of everything else. Um, who knows? Built up resentments too, and mm-hmm. and things like that. And and our work, because we take so much pride in our work, we're still in that. We're in the forties, yeah. right? We still yeah. got a good chunk of work left. Uh, so there's stress from that. So just um, having those practices that I can rely on, and I hope to bring that to everybody mm-hmm. eventually one day. I have a few dreams. Um, but uh, so yeah, the, the yoga thing is huge. Um, definitely the tapping thing still. I've dabbled a little bit in the medicine, plant medicine journeying and um, looking from, you know, looking within and supporting people through that too has been really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about regulating your nervous system for the yeah. bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like when your nervous system is out of whack. Oh yeah, everything else is mm-hmm. like yeah. out of whack. I well, feel. it's that whole like fight or flight. Fight or I think, flight. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's teaching yourself to regulate. Yeah, yeah. But even people pleasing. Yes, and for sure. Fawning, right? And and that was something a holistic life navigator. I follow him and take, took a course about trauma and what it does. And there's the different kinds of um, approaches to that fight, flight, fawn. Mm-hmm. And oh shoot, I can't remember the fourth one. But um, I think fawning, especially for women, mm-hmm. which is people pleasing, mm-hmm. basically um, manipulating the situation so that you can feel safe within. But just knowing that I'm doing this because I'm not feeling safe and probably shows to please this person or that person is because I just, I'm not feeling a hundred percent safe. But once you do and you work on yourself, then you have stronger boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. You honor those boundaries. 
Um, and uh, yeah, like, I mean, we see it in our children mm-hmm. as girls, I think. My Natalia, for sure. I can already tell. Mom, are you okay? Yeah. You know, can I do this for you? I'm like, no, yeah. I actually don't need this, but thank you for thinking of me. And what do you need, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Kaylee. Oh, you visit people day. pleaser. Yeah, is she? Yeah. No, Kaylee, I was going to say Kaylee is more in tune into like, she's asked me a couple of times, Mommy, are you crying? Mommy, why are you sad? I'm like, oh, they're picking up mm-hmm. on the emotions. You know, I'm like, no, I, I do have a cop out. Uh, when, you know, oh, I'm just thinking about like the whole family situation with everything, right? But I'm not ready to talk to her about mm-hmm. like relationship stuff, right? Like the hard stuff that like mommy and daddy are going through and so mm-hmm. on and so forth yet. So, but I think I should maybe, I think, I don't know, like when baby steps, baby really, steps, yeah. I think inviting the children to the conversation is mm-hmm. really powerful. Um, and also the part of me, like wants to save her from that ideology that like relationships are so perfect. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially if on the outside, it looks really good. Yeah. Um, that relationships take work and, and I want them to see, you know, what can lead up to it, but also the repair, right. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. what keeps us in relationship. If that repair is there and yeah. it's like something you fall back on, um, I kind of want them to understand that mm-hmm. my vision of relationships is completely skewed. My parents are divorced. Um, I always thought my mom needed to leave my dad. I think she always stayed with my dad for way too long. And so I th- looked at her as like a weakling at one point in mm-hmm. my life, just like, how could she? And today I look at her and thinking like, she was super strong and she mm-hmm. did whatever she could to keep the family together. Yeah. And until she couldn't do it anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, inviting kids to the conversation can really have its benefits, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you Barbie's living in a real world. Yeah, yeah, right. Hello. <laughs> I hear that movie's so empowering, though. I'm excited to see it. It's like female empowerment versus old world Barbie. It, yeah, it's kind of crazy because it's it's fun. Of course, the kids loved it, but um, it had brought some real conversation to the table that definitely exists. And they painted the picture of the real world, the Barbie world, and then um, at the end of the movie, Natalia and I were driving and. You know, they alluded to this new world um, as as um, as kind of more collaborative, I think, in relationship with uh, the patriarchy, um, but still uh, taking a lot of the good stuff anyway. So Natalia's like, Mom, what does the real world look like? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get that question out of my mind for like the entire weekend for my 10-year-old to ask me, but they didn't show any part of the new world. Mom, what does it look like? I thought, damn. Like, this is where we can have that conversation, right? And um, it'd be nice to start a conversation. Like, what do you want it to look yeah. like? Yeah. Right? Like, that's powerful. It's, your like, it's actually your world, baby. You know, you, yeah. you get to decide what this new world looks like because they're yeah. so young and giving that, them For that. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, that's in know. relationship, in relationship with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and re- in, yeah, in a relationship with all if everything around you. So I, I feel like the totally. conversation I I can cont- I, I want to keep having with her because what does that look like? And to be aware of like where we live today, the hierarchies and the patriarchy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how that will show up 
for years. Like it takes time, oh, yeah. right? I oh, mean, yeah. I think um, we're heading to some sort of massive awakening, but it's still going to take time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Not yeah. sure. No, our, our, our lifetime. It won't be, may not be our yeah. lifetime. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe. You never you know. talk to some astrology people. There's uh, there's something coming. Something coming. And you already feel it. Yeah. The collective has completely changed post-COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And it's heading sure. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, the new generation is is taking the world in a completely different... I agree. Uh, direction. Mm-hmm. Like wave, no direction. Yeah. Yeah. Because even, yeah, and... even like, you know, Lee and I have been questioning, like we have been working so hard, like go, 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 right? Mm-hmm. This new generation is not, they want that balance. They don't want to be doing the things that we're still doing, right? Um so yeah, we're we're taking a step back and saying, okay, where we want to be as a couple. Not so much like where we want to be career and money wise, right? But because we've been together for 17 years, mm-hmm. 15 years married uh, this year as well. So it's, we've been through a lot, but I don't think we've shifted um, with the times. COVID changed a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. the perspective of what we should really be living like. As I guess, um, and uh, I lost my train of thought because. Well, I, going? I think you're trying to say that maybe there's not the balance oh the relationship yeah. yeah so looking at where we want to be as a couple where we want to be as a family how do we like where do we envision ourselves in you know one year two years five years mm-hmm. in terms of relationship and and bonding and ourselves just mm-hmm. looking like who do we want to be mm-hmm. how am I going to show up for my children how am I going to show up for myself and my husband and those around me like we don't really talk about that kind of stuff it's you know you get into your routine and you just go 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 and, yeah you're uh, just doing life and then you're like yeah, oh, I don't like a year went by two years went by yeah. whatever and then yeah. you're like who am I who are my kids you know who's my husband because yeah. somewhere along the way, our paths, you know, start diverging mm-hmm. <laughs> and not merging <laughs> or even running parallel, right? Just, yeah, looking like autopilot, a, like you're saying, yeah, yeah just yeah. parallel lives, like, yeah. Yeah, just really being present and, and it starts with today. So where you want to be in five years starts with today and what what is one thing that you think will get you there, right? Um, That's so it, funny that you said that because I was thinking that this yeah. morning when I was trying to think of questions for our... Thing, event we're doing I'm like you know how we create our own lives and we're talking about that in a sense now and then I was like you know what's your goal in five years where do you want to be and like what is one little thing you can do to create that like yeah. like you're saying just Especially one step rituals yeah. is a huge one right like what do you you and him have um that help you feel connected and seen and heard because you can still be apart, but be super yeah. connected and intimate. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely every relationship, I mean, I can, you can vouch, I can vouch for it's uh, ebbs and flows, harmony yeah. and disharmony. And those are the natural cycles of any relationship, yeah. right? But how do you come back to each other? Mm-hmm. And uh, and what's that like kind of uh, foundational um, ritual that keeps you sort of connected, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have one? Yeah, I was going to ask the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> we, we did have one for a really long time and it's still there. It's just not as, um, not as every day, but we would walk every day. Mm-hmm. Every day after dinner, we'd go and take time for ourselves and, and walk and have conversation, uh, which is good because energetically really walking helps you have 
all kinds of conversations just because mm-hmm. your body's moving. And so some of the hardest conversations were definitely in our walks. And of course, we didn't have the distraction of the kids hanging over us or just even just knowing that they're there in the house, they might hear us talking mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever. So for us, it's it's walking. Mm-hmm. For, for us, it was tubs. tubs. I was tubs. just thinking, she's going to say it was tubs. Yeah, it was my tubs. <laughs> and, you know, to be honest, um, two days ago, three days ago, it was our first tub together in over two years. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. It must have felt so good. It did feel good. And like, we didn't really much, we didn't do much talking, um, but we did have a playlist and the talking was done through the songs. Right. And I mean, the amount of crying, I think I filled the tub. (laughs) But just really saying, and like, you know, and those little touches, like if something was speaking to me, I would squeeze his legs Mm -hmm. and then, or he would like caress my you know, knee or something like that. I need him in the tub because my tub is so big <laughs> that if without him, I float up. I can't relax. But it was nice to like communicate without speaking. It was through That's touch. Beautiful. Yeah, that is really right. Nice. So that connection, that bonding brought us closer together. And I know I had like the best sleep because it was a hot tub with whatever, right? So it was just like, taking that time just to feel each other and not have an agenda. There was mm-hmm. nothing. It just, let's just connect on that level. Let's just hear each other through the songs. Um, and yeah. yeah, it was very powerful. It literally, like I did feel like those butterflies again, yeah. like that connection, right? Because nice. you do, you you tend, like, you know, in any relationship, yeah. You lose connection at some point. You feel yeah. disconnected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do you bring that how back? How do you bring so, it back? Yeah. I love that. The tub thing. It sounds really nice. Yeah. So, and holding space for each other, like, and not having to use words is really powerful too, I think. And uh, we're still learning just because we have a pretty giant gaping wound that we're trying to work through. But, um, and so like not getting sucked into our own, um, whether it's him having something or me and just kind of like, okay, this is what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. You know, I I feel you, I see you, I hear you. Um, And just having that space for each other, I think is powerful too. There's such a maturity that comes later on in relationship. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. I would have never been thinking about this even early on. Yeah. um, In, yeah. Yeah. Even the way we communicate, like you listen, you hold space. And instead of, um, reacting. reacting, just letting it process and then say, okay, this is how it's landing for me. Mm-hmm. This is how it's showing up for me. This is how I feel. Not you are doing this to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this what your intention is? What is your intention with, you know, this, you know, word or this action? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because this is how I'm reading it. Am I correct? And then let's talk about it. If it is, if it's not correct, whatever is happening, because I'm creating that bloody giant story, story. <laughs> in my head and I'm running with it like, you know, 10 wild horses. Yeah. And by the time I get to you, you better watch out. <laughs> right. So before I get there, we opened up the lines of communication because he's very like private and he he holds everything in. So this depth of communicating mm-hmm. is new to him. So I also have to exercise patience because I'm like, blah, you know, this is what I, this is what I'm feeling. This is what's showing up for me and go. 
And he's like, okay, let's process. But for him to actually tell me, because again, those um, things like, it, what if I say the wrong thing? You know, having the consideration for other people's considerations. So you're not... People, it's that people pleasing. Mm -hmm. You don't want to upset your partner. But those are the hard conversations that need to happen. A hundred percent. That's where we're heading to. I keep telling him uh, radical honesty. Like at this point, we have nothing to lose. I mean, sure we do, but like at this point, there everything's been on the table. So like radical honesty. Um, And as long as we do it with kindness, Mm -hmm. you know, and we obviously love each other. So like with kindness and love, just tell me, just, mm-hmm. be, just tell me, like we've had conversations, like, I don't think this is going to work. Mm-hmm. And after saying that out loud, and I applaud him for, for saying that because I still hang on to things that I really don't want to say out loud, but I've noticed that the more I hang on to things they Mm -hmm. they build stories Mm -hmm. the energy behind it and so when it finally comes out it's like 10 times bigger Mm -hmm. you know the resentment and so I'm that's how I'm trying to for the next you know while is just Mm -hmm. to practice that with everything so like starting small radical honesty about um, how I feel about this one situation that had nothing to do with him or with the children or um, with myself, like just saying it out loud and, mm-hmm. and, um, because you have to kind of get used to it. It can't be just all of a sudden yes, yeah. different, right? <laughs> throw something in someone's face and you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. But, um, I think opening up those channels of being able to be super honest with each mm-hmm. other is like powerful, but don't hold on to things. Yeah. Because yeah. it, what it's done for me, for sure, is without speaking my truth, I feel more and more and more disconnected mm-hmm. in that relationship. The intimacy is gone. And all of a sudden, like, I'm blaming it on him. Like, why don't I feel like this around you? And, well, wait, I'm holding on to a fucking story here that yeah. mm-hmm. is not um, not working for me, actually. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do with him. So... I definitely tend to look at myself a lot more than, you know, how do I show up and am I what I want to, him to be, right? Am yeah. I that first, right? So mm-hmm. trying to lead by example, but sometimes it's, he's better at it than yeah. <laughs> Well, let's get to balance, right? But um, so did, has he had to then in this process, obviously, I'm sure he's changed a lot too in the oh, way. so much. Yeah, because I think that can be a big, issue in a relationship, right? Like when one person is making a change or maybe evolving mm-hmm. spiritually and the other person mm-hmm. isn't there, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, we've we've changed a lot for sure as individuals and as a couple so much. And the change is still happening. Um it's not always super aligned. I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit ahead and I gotta be patient and wait for him to catch up for or he sees things um, a lot differently than I do and I'm not seeing his world yet, right? And so it's sort of like finding each other. But um, I had this really good conversation with a friend recently and and uh, I did complain. I'm like, we don't, we're, we're not always aligned and it doesn't, or what does this alignment even freaking look like? Mm-hmm. Do we need to have the same interests or support each other in the things that we do? And... Um, I don't know. It uh, as as much as that feels like it would make things easier. Like, mm-hmm. say, we both loved water skiing, um, or both loved yoga, and 
I, I don't know if I even would really like fix everything because I think the true alignment has to happen within. Like mm-hmm. you have to be aligned with yourself mm-hmm. and therefore you can align with someone. And even if you're not aligned, you're still in great relationship, right? Yeah. Um, like there's common interests, obviously, in conversations and be, the way of being and lifestyle and things like yeah. that that make things a lot better. But um, I know couples that are like radically different and mm-hmm. how are they still together, right? Yeah, there's something. There's something. They're, they're, true. Something. they're just yeah. true to themselves mm-hmm. mostly. And I think through a lot of these life changes, traumas that happen, like you get, it's just such an opportunity to do that again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... I feel like I had to put the pieces back together. And this time I get to choose. Mm-hmm. I get to acknowledge the conditioning that happened while growing up, mm-hmm. the society that we live in. Mm-hmm. And here I get to choose myself um, and rebuild it the way I want to see it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, and, and he's done the same thing. Actually, he really has. And I applaud him um, because the shit we've gone through is not, not easy actually like Mm -hmm. I just have this vision (laughs) I don't know um there's this like radical transcendence that will happen first and it might not and maybe it's just just a thought and and a hope I'm I'm quite the optimist um hopeless romantic um so I definitely hold on to those things because they give me hope they you know I Mm -hmm. need to strive for something Mm -hmm. but uh it's like those are the relationship goals. Where do you see yeah. each mm-hmm. other in a year, mm-hmm. five a month, years or, and then yeah. five years, right? So then you can build something together, mm-hmm. but work on yourselves mm-hmm. first because totally. it has to come. Because I do feel, I don't know if it's like, you know, because we're middle life. <laughs> you know, they always call it the middle life Let's crisis. Midlife. Oh, yeah. Right? So midlife true. crisis. Yeah. Um, I feel it's like a more like midlife awakening. Oh, yeah. Things I like are that. changing. Yeah. It's not a crisis and a way. It is a kind of, but it's more of like awakening because we're at that age where now we kind of see who we are or who we want to be, and things change. And sometimes things change radically, mm-hmm. and then it causes turmoil and, and upset and abuse. You know, mm-hmm. because we are really stepping into who we are and what and who we want to be versus you know at the like teenage 20s 30s you're always chasing something there's always something mm-hmm. schooling jobs marriage children house this that and then suddenly midlife you're kind of there and now you're awakening it's like okay who am i yes and what am i doing here yeah, like looking internally versus yeah. like all that external validation we seek out so often. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. we're trying to like cover something up or yeah. fix yeah. something or There's definitely a balance. avoid a trauma. Yeah. Definitely balance. I mean, you need a little bit of external validation. Yeah. yeah. But internal validation is super important. And if you don't have that um, coping strategy, fall back on, um, you know, mine sounds silly. Like before the bed, I'll be like, I love and respect myself. I, you know, I'll say it five times or... Or during those hard moments, if I don't didn't have that to fall back on, like those stories could just get bigger and crazier and um, start totally. sabotaging myself. And um, I mean, it happens. We're human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a practice. Yeah, it's, but yeah. like, work in progress. The ruffling of the feathers is such an opportunity for you to like go just step back and be like, what? This is not me or this is not working. Mm-hmm. This is not who I am. And this is who I want to be. And um, just being so true to yourself. So like, mm-hmm. I think it's so true that like also holding to the fact that 
we do get to choose who we want to be, right? And I was some psychologist I was reading recently. He was like, if you say I'm a good parent or I'm a whatever, then you are. That's who you are. That's who you want to be. So who cares what everyone else around you is saying? You have to believe it, right? Just Mm -hmm. like you're saying, like you have to develop that fortitude or whatever the word is, like to be like, I love myself. I believe in myself and I'm choosing to Mm -hmm. be this person. Have you, um, either of you ever read Joe Dispenza or heard of him? No. Yeah, I've heard of him, but I haven't read. Yeah, I think that's, um, that was one of my transformational too, that that one book, um, How to Love Yourself, How Your Life, or Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. And then Joe Dispenza um, basically talks about like how you can unbecome yourself and become something else just with like practicing that, um, formulating those neural pathways and, um, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Read it. Which is, yeah, like for me, it's, I've always seen you as, uh, like this sex goddess, this like, I know, body she's so full, like she, and then just the confidence, right? It's, it's, and then you're saying you, you tore yourself down. It's, you know, the, the walls and the veils that we keep, mm-hmm. you never know, mm-hmm. right? Well, you it don't know, crazy. yeah. Right? Well, even when you're saying that your internal talk is like saying that you're ugly or you don't mm-hmm. look pretty, right? Like everyone's always saying, oh, Bella's such a sex goddess, right? Yeah, and you always come across as so confident. It's like we all have these, yeah, these it's like fair. you're saying a mask, but yeah. we all have these deep-rooted internal like insecurities because you have to believe it yourself for me the the external can get you just so far for the moment Mm -hmm. but it's the internal that Mm -hmm. will actually give you that freedom to feel and be who you really are and love yourself yeah because we like as women I do feel like a lot of us don't love ourselves Mm -hmm. and we do look for that external validation and we do put on a very good show totally Uh, (laughs) you know it's uh interesting human design kind of exposed me to that there's uh how the world sees you and then how you see yourself are very very different Mm -hmm. um so it's interesting that for example i project that you project that into the world that we are these you know um confident (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I think for the longest time I pretended that and and yeah. and I thought okay well if I don't feel good today I'm going to put on a bright red dress or or some makeup or lipstick mm-hmm. or whatever and I got myself kind of back to that um just with you know those actions but mm-hmm. um I wasn't aware of how deeply rooted some of those mm-hmm. things can be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it is like for me, I know yeah. it comes from like childhood trauma. Yeah. From, you know, being called certain things, you know, being the fat one, even though I wasn't, I was the fattest out of the three Bellas, Isabellas, mm-hmm. right? Like, so then that stuck to, with me and that was grade three, four, yeah. right? And it, it's just like, holy shit, we have children that age, mm-hmm. right? And like mm-hmm. how terrible that, because it's like a lifelong thing that I've been working, you know, I had an eating disorder, you know, that. Still, you know, if I don't check myself, it's so easy to fall back into, right? So, do you ever talk to that girl? I do sometimes. It's, I do say it's okay. I've seen counselors uh, and I've seen other spiritual guided guided people uh, to help me Mm -hmm. channel into that. Like, I did some hypnotherapy and that whole people pleasing 
not being good enough, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I do talk to her sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's hard because I, I try to talk to me at this age right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the tapping, it's like, you're okay, you're okay, right? Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. I think that is the interesting thing about like some of that inner child work though, that it really is like tell not only telling that part of ourselves that they're okay, but being like, I hear you. I feel hear that in that moment you felt, you know, fat and I, and like everyone was talking to you or whatever the story yeah. is, but just talking to that little per- version of yourself, yeah. like, like they are the most, like you talk to your own kids when you're like, you know, maybe not in the moments when I'm yelling at my kids, but <laughs> when you're talking to them with that love and that mm-hmm. wanting them to feel that confidence, talking to that little version of like little Alex or whoever yeah. it is in oh, that yeah. same in way. A, in a way it's kind of, having children kind of makes you like look at yourself again mm-hmm. and imagine yourself that little, like, what would I want? What did I need then? And what did I need to be told? Right. Mm-hmm. I had a, an inner child kind of experience through tapping where I remember, you know, my pleasing ability. So I, I wanted to keep my dad calm. So I sat with him on the floor while he talked and talked and talked and talked. And like, this was a natural thing where I just would, I knew that this would keep him out of trouble and not causing a ruckus at home. And um, so I remember as a young child already feeling that responsibility of like trying to maintain some peace in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, no ruffling of feathers because that did, never ended very well. And when I, through this tapping experience, I definitely like, all of a sudden went into that place of that little girl sitting there and asked her like, what do you need? And she's like, I need to run away. Like Mm. I need to go somewhere. Okay. Where do you want to go? And so we like, I took her off up onto the roof and away from that situation because she really didn't want to be there, but yet she thought she was doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. Um, Keeping the peace and keeping dad happy. And um, so it was just interesting to kind of go back there and like ask yourself those questions. Like, what did you really want? Like, how did that actually make you feel? And I'm like, I'm, I just, I, I was kind of flabbergasted because I was like, oh shoot, I actually hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uncomfortable with it. I didn't know what to do. I like, it It just didn't feel good, right? Mm-hmm. To constantly be that person. I just wanted to run away. So I have this kind of mentality sometimes it's like, save me, save me. And, mm-hmm. and then now I can see how it shows up in different areas mm-hmm. of my life too, yeah. where I just want to like break free and, and run away. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's very interesting. But so interesting. Just yeah. to go back to that, um, the Joe Dispenza, I didn't, I wanted to quote because it's a really good book. Um, it's breaking the habit of being yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, highly recommend that read. Yeah. yeah, okay. Definitely have to buy a Audible. Yeah, Audible. <laughs> oh, yeah, you love the Audible. Okay, so... I use it all the time. I okay. try to like Audible. I know this is so squirrel right now, but... So you <laughs> told me that and I drove to Vancouver. And I don't know if I, I just need to listen to Audible more or if it's because like I read so fast and sometimes... In Audible, I'm like, okay, let's keep going. Like, let's not you talk. Can, so you can speed it up. Speed it up. <laughs> I'll try that. I didn't know you could do yeah, that. Yeah, you can go slower. You can go like oh. times one, times two, times three. Times, no, okay, <laughs> maybe I'm at like times one. She's, she's like so a crazy slow. fast reader. So I just, yeah, I just auto. It. Okay, I'm going to try it again. I'll give it another chance. Audible. I'm not going to okay. give reading another chance. And then if something really speaks to you, you can always buy the book buy and the read book it yourself. Buy the book and read it myself. Yeah. Have you guys ever read the book... Um, it's about this topic in a way, but called Calling the One. Mm-mm. Okay, so 
This girl I follow, Sunny Leonard Uzi, she's like a big YouTuber. She said she read that book. She had been in a relationship, didn't work out. She read that book. And one of the things that spoke to her, and somebody else I know said a similar thing, is that the book was like, oh, who's the person you want to call into your life or whatever? But it really is a book about if you want to call that person in your life, like who what, who are you right now? Are you showing up? Like you were saying, as the person mm-hmm. that is going to be in that? Or are you showing up in a different way? Are you really having the qualities that you want someone to have? Are they coming and showing up yourself? Yeah. Because so, yeah. it's the whole law of attraction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being yeah. being what you want and um, calling that in. Yeah. So I'm going to download But also that asking too. like, yeah, I find like, I we don't tell our partners what we really want. <laughs> so you're afraid of, yeah. If, yeah. And I like, that's one thing that we're working with Lee is um, asking for what we want in plain language. None of this like simple (laughs) English to the point, very direct, like you said, you know, that brutal, not you didn't say brutal honesty. What did you say? Radical. Radical Radical honesty. honesty. I like that. Radical honesty saying, this is what I need right now. And or asking your partner, like, what do you need from me in this mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. not always asking, but also, you know, giving. Yeah. Just saying, okay, how can I support you in this? How can I show up for you? Like, what do you need from me to ha- help you feel or make you do something mm-hmm. in this particular moment? Right. So I do, I, it all comes down to communication. A hundred, I said that before. I, know. I think that's teaches I you that. Nobody, I don't think. Like Nobody. that's the thing. You have your parents as role models who also probably didn't really know. I mean, maybe if they were phenomenal. Yeah. But as like us, immigrant parents, like, no, they were on autopilot too. They were doing yes. what they mm-hmm. needed to survive. So I have no role modeling of that for sure. Yeah. And they don't teach you that in school. And only now are we learning in our forties on how to communicate. And so things are going to get tougher because you're going to get, you're going to, Again, ruffle the feathers. feathers, You're going to uncover a few things. You're going to be like, whoa. And you don't always know 100% what your partner's thinking either. And, you know, which drives me crazy. I wish I did. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now let's hook you up to this machine. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) This is what you're saying. (laughs) This is what you're saying, but this is what you're thinking. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's like, this is what I said. This is what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I think there's some money in that, ladies. There might be. You heard hey, it here, we heard it here first. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I don't know. A movie like that with Mel Gibson, he could read what everybody was thinking. Oh yeah. Or he was like, a, he had some sort of hours that yeah. he could listen to. Yeah. <laughs> Probably get really tiring. Maybe it's a good thing I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah. yeah. It's like trust, trusting your trust. partner uh, to say what they mean. Mm-hmm. Really. But what if you don't but, trust that? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's rebuilding that. I guess. But also trusting them to like hold space for you. That must be hard too when trust is broken, right? Mm-hmm. To understand and believe that what they're saying is true. Is true. Oh, totally. You second guess it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a hard place to be, but... Um, yeah. You just have to, at one point, say, I trust and then let that, like you said, let that go. It's hard. Because once trust is broken, mm-hmm. it's hard to get it you, back. It's hard to get it back. Yeah. And I, yeah, in our situation, I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't actually always trust what you're saying yeah. or doing. Like, maybe it's just doesn't feel like enough. You know, mm-hmm. this, this is the same as it has always been. How do I trust that it's real today versus 
yeah, five years ago, you know? Yeah. Do you think having the conversation about it, like now that you have this radical honesty and being like, and by the way, I don't trust what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Does that help? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll call it. I'll mm-hmm. call it out. <laughs> yeah. And this is just like how I feel. So he has to have enough kind of like um, emotional maturity to like not get tied in or defensive or get, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. have it personal. Cause it's not, I'm just like, this is just me right now. And this is a part of me that's feeling this way. And yeah. this is what I feel like I need. And, um, yeah, it's a work in progress, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I applaud you for all the work you're doing on it though. I think yeah. it's a really, it's easier to say, see you later. Yeah. It's easier to leave. Maybe not at the moment. Well, it doesn't know. feel... I really maybe, don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. true, actually. I think it kind of comes to, like you're saying, there's a point and you can stay or you can go, but both people have to want to stay, stay and both people yeah. have to be willing to do the work that you're doing, right? Yeah. I'm not sure it's easier one way or the other. I'm sure maybe at some point it is. I don't know, but I'm not sure I 100% believe that. I'm just quoting divorce rates. Like not many people choose to stay. Mm -hmm. So there must be something in staying that feels a lot more difficult than just, I blame you, I do this and then going. Because it Mm -hmm. is hard work, right? And it is a lot more... Emotionally taxing. Emotionally taxing, (laughs) right? So much, yeah, for sure. So that's all. Like, I know you're going through... uh, No, I'm actually just thinking about it logically. Like, I'm not... I do think that probably in everyone's relationship, at some point, you could fix it or you could not. But it does, I think, require both people being able to strip the entire old relationship Mm -hmm. down and rebuild it, like you're saying, into something different and change patterns. We're not right. We're not trained in that. And this is my next level of relationship that I'm trying to call in is that as much as I'm so willing to do all this work and I feel like we're doing it and it, you know, to him at one point it just seemed like, okay, well, is this not enough? Well, you know what? It's, it's not because I actually don't know how to take us to the next level. Like this Mm -hmm. is where we need to like lean in into the things and people and resources that exist to help us get there. Um, yeah, there was a moment he's like, well, I don't want to do a retreat and spend all this time with like 10 other couples and being in that space. Like, that's not me. And I was like, well, you don't know until you know, first yeah. of all. Um, and being open to it is some form of like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why can't we just like lay on the beach and like read each other books and ask each other questions? I'm like, because I don't want to lead this. Okay. I, I want to experience it with you, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I'm not the expert. Yeah. So we're only as good as what we give each other, but like, can we do better? So I'm working on that piece. Mm. I like it. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you're doing hard work mm-hmm. for sure. And I, I feel like, I know I don't know you that well, but I know that like when we were, I last saw you, I was like, oh, I hope this works out for you. And I mm-hmm. feel like you're putting in so much work and you obviously love each other and you're working hard. Yeah. So that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we're coming oh up. That was an emotional episode. Right? Okay, so, so tell us something positive here. Like, rum. what is something, a really good lesson in a positive way that you've learned from your kids? We're going back to kids. Oh, not to complicate things and overthink them. Like, the way they make their choices mm-hmm. is with their feels, with their body. They don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. 
like my, my girl said, well, why don't you just do both mom? Well, you're right. Like, Mm. why did I have to pick? I actually want to do both things or, um, picking an outfit, right? Mm -hmm. Like how much time to freaking spend in front of the closet and the mirror and, and she's like, well, what do you feel most comfortable? And I'm like, well, this, mm-hmm. well, then wear that. Oh, right. Like why, why am I choosing something else over the comfort and how I would feel in something? Like mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. I think that's like how simple they still are and think. Yeah. And we just overcomplicate everything. Mm-hmm. And we kind of teach ourselves not to go with our feelings, right? It's like in our older age, we're like now trying to do that again, but yeah. Yeah. I know that's just insane. Like again, the autopilot thing and like, and not really being in tune with what feels good and your body will tell you automatically if something's right or not right. But I, I bypassed that my entire life Mm -hmm. and even into like, well into my marriage, like there was sure moments where like, Oh, I, that's not me or whatever. But like, honestly tuning in to see how you feel with something, your body Mm -hmm. has so much wisdom. Um, So I, I like that. I can tell my I talk about Natalia a lot because I think I'm just learning so much again, that little girl, but like the nervousness, I feel it in my fingertips and, and I'm like, oh, I don't even know what it feels like to be nervous, but you know, so Mm -hmm. that's where the whole embodiment practices that I really like hope to bring to my community one day and, and, um, kind of just coming home to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what Mm -hmm. does that feel like? And, um, these retreats that I go on and all this, it's just, I mean, I, you have to have everyday rituals of like something that's, you know, mm-hmm. allows you to just center yourself. Um, but sometimes those bigger retreats are kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're sure. like, oh yeah. yeah, this is who I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm not just mom. I'm actually Karina. I yeah. am. Oh my gosh. I love to dance and I love to laugh and, uh, you know, things like that. And yeah. You forget those parts of you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Tangled in motherhood and like, like you're saying, relationships, the whole thing, right? Yeah. But yeah it was funny too. Um, just kind of what popped up for me right now is yesterday when we were boating, um, Lee started being playful with me, mm-hmm. right? Throwing me off the boat. And I, I, after when we came home and we're prepping dinner, I said to him, you know, it's been a while since we played together since we, him and I just played together and had fun, like goofing off yeah. and, you know, going back to those like moments of just pure joy, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, although there was one moment before the first time I threw you in, I wasn't quite sure how you were going to take <laughs> He's like, this could go both of two ways, right? She can be really happy or she could be really pissed. <laughs> I guess he was but like I'm late like, July, she can go in the lake. Yeah, J- he knows. <laughs> I do not go into lake before like mid-July. <laughs> you, you also had a choice in how you showed up yes, to that. Because um, I, I yeah. got it all on tape. I mean, it was funny yeah. and I loved seeing that playful side of you and it made me reflect on my own playful side with my husband. Yeah. Um, definitely, we don't play enough. Mm-hmm. Like we do here and there, but like definitely not enough. And um, yeah, you could take it one of two ways, right? Yeah. And you're like, you just yeah. in the moment, uh, it looked good. It felt good. And yeah. And I'm glad you had that because yeah. it's just like kind of inspiring to see. That's yeah, cute. It was good. Yeah. Because there was, you know, there was other tension too from yeah. random whatever yeah. situations. And you're like, like this bump, could yeah. this could literally carry on the yeah. entire day yeah. if you let it. But instead like being open 
to those moments of just freaking laughing yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the children do not swim in the middle of the lake without a life jacket. That's a non-negotiable. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm sure I've heard it many tension. times. Yeah. <laughs> and that was about to change yesterday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Daddy allowed was to swim about out there to, yeah. a life jacket either no. now. Yeah. yeah, you're not. <laughs> you're with the children. Uh, but yeah, okay. Right. And then I guess, well, we're done, I guess. But also, where can the people find you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have my um, uh, Instagram balance with love by Karina. It's balance dot with dot love dot by Karina. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, Not the dot, just dot. dot. <laughs> just dot. Um, and my personal one is K under the stars. But um, yeah, so the coaching one is that one. And um, I'm getting better at posting. I'm not great, uh, definitely. But I'm always open to conversation with people and um, just, you know, I, I need more practice. Mm-hmm. Like this is very, very new to me. And at work, I get a little bit of practice, but it doesn't... Uh, it's not the soulful stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not the bucket mm-hmm. filler stuff. <laughs> um, so definitely, yeah, hoping that I can help people kind of find themselves again and and just be there. I'm I'm an internal cheerleader. I just love supporting people and seeing them through. I mean, I can hold a little accountability if that's mm-hmm. how you want me to show up. Um, but uh, the coaching thing is something I'd love to do. And then eventually the yoga and hopefully I have my own little... Uh, what do you call it, studio and, mm-hmm. and do some fun things other than just yoga and Pilates, but um, allowing all those other ways of coming home to yourself show up, you know, and, and creating, creating that venue for people. So I'm still in the infancy stage. Of, well, we're rooting for it. you. Yeah. You, you shall do, you should say, and then you shall do, do. and yeah. then it shall be. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. <laughs> it's always so great to talk to you and your, yeah. I love your view of the world always. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so yeah. much for coming on. This was, was lovely. It was fun. Thanks for coming on, even though you had no choice. Yeah, I, had no <laughs> choice. I really didn't. And I, had, and I had, again, a choice there. I say either yes or no. So I, I'm just super grateful yeah. for allowing this platform for me to just talk out loud. I think I don't really allow myself to do that, which mm-hmm. doesn't help me really manifest shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I really yeah. am honored to be here and talking. You ladies have got something going on here, something really good. So I enjoy listening to your podcasts and I'm rooting for you too. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Okay. All right. Well, Until next time. Okay. okay. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us at Let's Not Sugarcoat It Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time. Bye. Bye.